Welcome to Heal Yourself with Sarah Dawkins, the podcast that shares real people healing real everyday life problems. Today we're talking to Raya Hakes. Raya is a mum, wife, daughter, author, entrepreneur, and advocate with a background in psychology and mental health. Raya has written and published multiple books, including an autobiography and workbooks on parenting. So welcome, Raya. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, it's the pleasure's all mine. (laughs) So Raya, would you like to share what's happened in your own life and what's led you to the healing that you've done? Absolutely. So my healing journey is maybe a little bit different than, you know, when you think of healing, most of the time we think physical healing. Um, my healing journey has been a little more emotional healing um, than physical, um, although all-encompassing, I guess, but <laughs> with a focus on it. I mean, you know, healing is healing. Is healing. Um, so my healing journey really started about maybe about eight or so years ago um, when I I started to write my autobiography. Um, I started this autobiography and I started to write about things that had, that were really difficult emotionally um, that I didn't realize how difficult emotionally they were until I actually started writing about them. Um, I started writing this autobiography. I started talking about these things that are, were just painful experiences. And I was like, man, I, I really haven't grown from this at all. You know, like this still hurts. Um, maybe I should focus on, on using this writing as a way to get through things and, and heal from them. Um, kind of like your, your writing story, um, I then put the book away. <laughs> um, I put the book away because talking about these things was, it hurt. It was yeah. painful. And, and I didn't like that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll work through these things and then I'll come back later because I don't want to, you know, change yeah. is difficult. And I, I don't know that I'm ready to change and, and get through it yet. So fast forward, probably probably about five years ago too, um, I had, uh, I was speaking with a publisher about the workbooks that I, that I started writing and the conversation comes up about the autobiography and she's like, tell me a little bit more about that. Um, so I start talking to her about the autobiography. I read her like the first paragraph. She says, I want that book. <laughs> she's like, these workbooks sound great, but I want this book. And I was like, oh, well that one, you know, I started it and then I put it away because it it was difficult. And she's like, let's work through this together. So that's kind of really what started my healing journey because up until then, um, you know, I was just kind of um, emotions were something that I didn't really like. Uh, You know, I was good at expressing anger and, and frustration, but sadness, even really like true excitement were things that were like, "Mm, we want to, I want to kind of stay away from those, (laughs) you know? um, So 
you know, we were talking about writing this book. Um, in the book, I talk about different relationships. My relationship, primarily chapter one, is my relationship with my father, <laughs> um, which is it's it's been a roller coaster through the years. Um, my father was an addict, an alcoholic, uh, really, really good dad when I was little, when I, you know, kind of had, had my little, you know, rose colored glasses on, didn't really know, understand a lot of things, um, really good relationship. And I spent a lot of time trying to just kind of keep that being who my father was. Um, once I realized the addictions and things, I spent a lot of time just trying to stay away so that I wouldn't forget the, the good times. Um, fast forward to, you know, years later, I'm, I'm writing this book and I'm kind of being forced a little bit to talk about and experience these emotions and things that I start writing more of the book. I, I was working with the publisher who was also, she did some coaching, um, you know, support things to work through these difficult things that I'm talking about, uh, you know, encouraged me and, and my, my family. Once I told them about the book that I was writing, a lot of them were like, yes, keep, keep going. You know, we support you. Um, things like that. The, the family I had good relationships with, we'll just put it that way. Um, was very supportive. They were like, we, you know, we support you putting these things out here. We support your healing from them. Uh, my fiance at the time, even my kids um, who had kind of been around for these things because I had two of my kids when I was a teenager, you know, so they're watching me grow up. They're watching me experience these things. And they've also experienced me staying away from some of these things, the things that were difficult, not experiencing them, not talking about them. And even they were like, you know, we, we support you through this. Um, at the time of writing the book, I wasn't speaking to really my, my whole side of my father's family. Um, and it was mostly just because kind of selfishness, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be in my face that my father was an addict. Um, cause then he, you know, then my perspective perception of his of him changed and, and things and it was just easier to to hold on to the, the good memories um right about the time of writing the book also I started college for psychology <laughs> and this is where I really really between psychology and holistic mental health and wellness is where I really really learned to, okay, now you've experienced these things, you've started, you know, feeling these things, you've kind of gone back on them, and now you're kind of reliving them, but in a healthier way. Let's figure out why these things hurt you. Let's figure out also how these hurtful things are affecting your relationships. Um, because, you know, like I said, not only did I kind of cut ties with a, a whole side of the family, um, I also, there was a point where I was really stressed. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I've got, I've got kids, I've got a mother-in-law, I've got a, a 
a fiance. I've got an ex-husband. I've, I've got all these things. I'm writing. I'm, I'm in school. I'm coming home from work. And I'm just, my, my little one at the time, I specifically remember, would be up. And I'm coming home. And I'm like, oh, why is he not in bed? I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. Instead of like, oh, I missed you. You know, you're so cute. Oh, you waited up for me because you wanted to say goodnight. I'm just like, oh, why is he? why is he still up? I want to go to bed, you know, um, realizing the relationship with my fiance at the time being strained because of stress and not coping and deflecting and all these things, you know, and, and then my children being impatient, short tempered, all these things. Right. And, and of course I wasn't really taking care of my body because, you know, um, so I'm, I'm in school for psychology at this point, and I've, I've put out, I think at this point I've put out the book, um, but I'm still not talking to, to part of my family. Um, the book does talk about some of those members of the family. Um, and although I kept the book very tasteful, even in the sense of, uh, you know, the first chapter is about my relationship with my father, partially. Uh, it's also about other male relationships, uh, father figures, uh, my ex-husband, my fiance at the time, and things like that, who is my now husband. Um, but I, I remember, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going through all these changes. I'm going through all these emotions. And I, at one point, I randomly said, you know what? I'm trying to do better with my relationships. I just, I drove about an hour and a half to South Carolina where my family is. I met up with one family member. I told one person I was there and I was like, I'm only going to come see you. I want to visit my grandmother's grave and, you know, took, took the older kids with me and my aunt, who's the only person I told I was there. She said, did you let your sister know you were here? And I was like, no, because she takes my father's side and I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> um, well, you should probably call, just call her and let her know. So I was like, uh, I call her and nothing negative to say. I mean, we hadn't talked in, I don't know, a year plus, you know. Um, and she answers and she's like, hey. <laughs> You know, uh, fast forward, we're talking and I'm like, I think we're to come and see you. She's like, yes, please do. Um, I go, I see her visit with her still was not planning on going to see my father because again, that's painful. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> um, and she convinces me to go see my father. Uh, I go see my father. My stepmom does it. She's just like, hey, just kind of sits back and lets me, you know, do what I'm there to do. Um, and it was something about her in that in that experience that I was like, why do I not like her? <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's it's something about when you separate yourself from a situation and you have time to sit back away from the situation and reflect and think. 
not only about the situation, but your responses and your reactions to the situation that when you're back in that situation, you're kind of like, what was I so reluctant about, you know, and it's because you've had time to process the things that you didn't give your time to process before your yourself time to process before. Excuse me. So, and, and you've been to college and you've done some psychology and you've processed yeah. all that information as well on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, between writing the book and the psychology, the courses that I took and the education and the information that I got from that, those two things really did help kind of transform the rest of my life. Uh, you know, because yeah, like I, I've learned how to, how to understand certain things. I've learned more now how the brain works. I've learned more how emotions work, you know, and, and, and I understand this stuff more now. And so it kind of started with trying to heal those relationships. Um, and then I just started to put other things in place with my own children. Um, you know, I'm writing this book. I'm really kind of diving into who I was as a teenager raising children. Like, first of all, why? <laughs> Not, you know, why? I mean, I love my kids and, and I really wouldn't go change things that would have made them not be here. But why is a child raising a child? That's not a smart idea anyway. Um, so naturally, I'm a child raising a child with no solid father figure in my everyday life. And their fathers are absent. And so now I'm this single parent who doesn't know what I'm freaking doing. And I'm a child. <laughs> so, you know, there's your, your first, uh, I wouldn't say mistake, but there's your first not best choice. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, and I mean, and I've had other relationships in the past that could have used healing, right? But I, I didn't really start healing anything until I started feeling and letting myself process and heal. Um, so I, I'm, I've worked on healing those relationships. Um, and then I, in the process, I'm working on healing my relationships in my home too, with the education and understanding and, and life experience that I have at, at that point. Um, okay, why am I coming home frustrated? Because kids are up and happy to see me and I'm upset because I'm tired. Like, I'm really, really doing this all wrong here, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> Um, and, and we know that our mental, our physical, our emotional, all these, our financial, everything coincides, right? So when you're struggling financially, when you're not sleeping well, when you're working all the time and you, you know, you, you're working while your kids are at school and then you're, I mean, you're, I was working in the afternoon. So my kids were at school and then I go to work and then I come home at bedtime. So I'm already not spending time with my children just because that's what the schedule needs to be. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a little one, he worked during the day. So it was just more convenient for me to work in the afternoon so that there was someone in the house, you know? Yeah. Um, and then his mother lived with us and she was sick. Someone to kind of be there for her and to take care of the kids and, and things like that. So just financial stress, um, 
the stress of also going from being a single parent to now having a full household, which is a wonderful thing, but it's certainly an adjustment. You know, I've had, I've, 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 I've really only at that point had a partner for a few years of my, I don't know, 13 or so, 14, 15 years of being a parent. So I've lived so much of that. Okay. I have to worry about everything. And that was a relationship strain that, that became between me and my then fiance because it causes this kind of unsmooth transition. <laughs> you know, you yeah. go from being a single parent to, okay, now I have help. So I either expect everything of you or I still expect to do everything myself. And that doesn't work when you are trying to have a cohesive partnership. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so so that was a relationship that that still to the day I'm trying to work on nurturing and, and growing in as well as my relationship with my sister, my stepmom, my, my own mom, my kids, you know, um, I spent a lot of time to stressing about things that I couldn't change the past. Um, and I do want to kind of just say that that is something that's very important in mending and nurturing relationships is the fact that you can't hold the past against the other person and you can't hold it against yourself. As long as the mistakes that you made in the past are being nurtured and grown through and you're not repeating those, you really have to leave it in the past. And that means for yourself too. Yeah. You know, you can't continue to torture yourself for things that you did when you were less educated, when you were less experienced in life. You know, yeah. you just can't. When you, you didn't have the skills and knowledge that you do now, and it's easy yeah. to look back to the past with 2020 vision, but at the time when you were in it, you didn't have that skills and knowledge. So all you can do is the best that you can do at any one time. And it's more challenging when you're tired and it's more challenging when you've got all that responsibility and, and you are a single parent. So it's, there's so many more challenges. But then having a stable relationship also brings challenges because it's uh, it's stepping into it's the other yeah, 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 absolutely. And and then you're, you know, my my now husband didn't have any kids. But we are also going into a relationship with an experienced parent and a completely new parent yeah. <laughs> of kids and teenagers at the time, you know. Um one thing I really try to focus on now is expectations. I can't expect someone else to know the same things that I do. Um, they don't have my life experience. They don't have necessarily my education. Most importantly, my life experience. Um, you know, your expectations in your relationships have to be feasible for the relationship. Um, and, and that's expectations of where the relationship will go, of what you, you know, things that your partner does, things that your partner quote unquote should do, um, you know, your, your expectations for your kids, for the path you want your children to take, uh, you know, just anything, your, your expectations 
have to be appropriate for the relationship and you have to be able to modify them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, what do we want for our children? We want them to be happy in life. We want them to do a job that they want to do. Yes. You know, it's easy to go, I'd love you to be this because that's got prestige. It's, you know, it's a well-respected uh, profession. But actually, if that's not what you want to do, then you're just going to be unhappy all your life. So, exactly. we, And we've learned that through our daughter. You know, we, we just wanted to be happy. She's paying her bills and she's working enough hours to pay her bills and still have time to spend to herself you know, yeah. he's worked that out and that that's at the end of the day that's all we ever want is for them to be happy and healthy and enjoy what it is that they're doing yeah yeah happy healthy and successful that's 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 what i want from our kids um and, and we've gone through kind of times where my husband and i are like okay well this is what i want you to do you know and having a, a young adult kids yeah it's really a, a like a, <laughs> that may be what you want but you know and so i have to just kind of be like okay as long as you're happy healthy and successful yes. i need you to meet that criteria for me yeah how you do those things it, it really has to be your choice. Um, but yeah, and, and how do we define those. success as well? You know, we I, I define success as a roof over your head, food in your fridge, friends that love you, and you know, you can pay your bills. That's yeah. that's success. Can you can you provide for yourself? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So how uh, you've covered some of the relationships you've got now. How how do you, how much more healing do you think you have to do in your relationships? Because we we never truly fully healed, are we? But do you see do you see improvements in your relationships now? And do you see oh, yeah. have you identified work that you still need to do in some of your relationships? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I one hundred percent see improvement in in all of my relationships. Um, because they're healthy. Um, we can talk to each other about things. My kids can even come and talk to me about things that I, I feel like a lot of parents probably wouldn't be approachable about. Um, my husband, the same. He talks to me about a lot of stuff that I feel like people probably don't share with their wives because they're either afraid of the response or judgment, you know, and, and it could be anything, you know. Um, I can have conversations with my mother about how I feel about certain things and I can do that without being offensive to her. Yeah. Um, or feeling like I probably can't talk to her about that. Cause I don't, you know, she might just get upset yeah. and, and that's not so much her. However, she has done work too, but it's, it's partly my expectations, not always expecting the worst, not always expecting the negative reaction, yeah. you know, and things like that. Um, and being vulnerable enough to say, okay, well, you know what? It's okay if she has feelings, you know, really with anybody. It's okay yeah. if they feel a certain way. Um, you know, having teenagers, you you have to be ready for any emotions. And yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and be okay and validate, you know, that you're feeling that emotion. Yeah. So that's what you're feeling. That's 
it's valid to feel that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we can dig underneath it and where's that emotion come from and what's led to that and how do you feel about that? We can do that yeah. if it's appropriate. But sometimes the children just need to offload um, because they haven't got the understanding of what's happening and why it's happening. But if they can verbalize yeah. what's going on, they're in a great place. Yeah, I feel like my, my kids are pretty self-aware kids. Even my my eight-year-old said something the other day. I said something and he goes, I respect your answer or I respect your response or, you know, something like that. But I feel blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, how wonderful. I'm so proud of you. For that. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, That's so fabulous. So self-aware. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I feel like, I feel like they all, they all are in, you know, learning certain things. I try to also teach them Yeah. because, and I, I didn't always have this realization, but I realized at one point, Oh, like they, they learn from everything I do. Right. Absolutely. So if I am responding and, and I, I'm still not perfect. I hate people who can't drive and I, there's a special spot for him. I still yell at him. I'm really working on it. I promise. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, and, but I promise I'm like, I probably shouldn't do that. Cause this one's going to be driving someday. And <laughs> I already have one that drives that yells at people. Like I do, like we'll never like roll down our window or get out of our car. It's just, yeah. you know, we're just yeah. venting inside of our space. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, Mm, she's that's such a that's so me <laughs> she's, she's a me 2.0 because she's a better person than me but man if that's not me <laughs> you know yeah. but so so there are you know like I said I, I don't I don't always do it but I really try to be aware just in life of how I'm responding to things, how I'm reacting to things, how I am setting them up as future adults yes. to handle and respond to things too. And and I and I can see it in things that ways they come to me, you know, how will they support me, how they uh, you know, with responses like that. Well, I respect your response, but yes. <laughs> fantastic. You know, so but as so as far as I do feel like I still have things to learn and grow in my relationships because even if I felt like I was top successful in all of them, it's still always important to keep growing. It's always important to still take components of your life, just like with driving or how I may quick react to this person or sometimes take emotions of teenagers personally, you know, yeah. it's important to still constantly grow from these things and still learn and never be like, Oh, I know everything. I, yeah. I, I, my coaching focuses on family and relationships and I'm still constantly trying to grow yeah. to be a better example of the things that I teach to them, to clients, to, to, in my books, you know, whatever it, it's no matter how successful you are at something, it's always important to keep growing. Absolutely, absolutely. And talking of your your clients and your books, where can people find you? So um, you can find me at Falality, F-A-L-O-L-I-T-Y dot net. Um, 
I also have a podcast. It's on YouTube and um, Podbean. If you go to Podbean, Podbean takes you to all the platforms, iTunes. Um, we're working on Spotify because Spotify changed some things. But uh, all the platforms you can think of, you can find me on at Podbean. Um, philology.podbean.com for all audio. Um, and for video, uh, YouTube at just the who of us, um, who is in quotations. So just the who in quotations of us. Um, yeah. Uh, the books and everything are on the website, philology.net. There are all your books are on your website. Huh? Yeah. Fabulous. And Rhea, could you share with us one tip that people listening today could take away with them to help themselves on their own healing journey within relationships? Absolutely. Um, continue to grow. Continue to grow in your life, your relationships, your expectations. Um, find the thing that you're working on and just continue to grow from it. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. I, I love it. I'm, I'm so glad I got to be here. <laughs> yeah. And your, your journey will help others. I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, please like and comment on the episode. Subscribe to my channel and share this with anyone you think would also enjoy it and would benefit from it. Thank you.